I'm Julia Lubin. I'm a model turned makeup artist and writer. I'm also the host of this podcast, the MUA Chronicle Podcast. Join me here every Tuesday as I pull back the curtain on the latest in beauty, fashion, and pop culture. I'm here to demystify the hype and give it to you real. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 26. Today is all about new launches and badass female empowerment. So before I jump into today's episode, though, I want to take a moment to talk about what is going on in the state of California. Currently, there are very dangerous fires. A lot of people have been evacuated. Um, Many people have lost their homes. Some people have lost their lives or the lives of loved ones. Um, I live in Northern California, so up in wine country, just a little bit west of Napa. And we had some pretty bad dry thunderstorms recently that caused the raging fires that are up here. So I remember the lightning and the thunder was really, really aggressive one night and it kind of shocked me awake in the middle of the night. Um, And I had never seen, being from the East Coast, having grown up in New York, I'd never seen a dry thunderstorm before or it wasn't that common. Um, And so it was kind of shocking. And then to see the effect that it had with the fires, um, I just want to talk about it because I'm currently very lucky. We are very lucky, my boyfriend and I, that we haven't been asked to evacuate our home. We um, we're in a fairly safe place right now, and I know that that's not the case for a lot of people. So I wanted to call out our small but mighty, very mighty listener community here on the MUA Chronicle podcast. I wanted to share some kind of broad resources to help if you're down. Um, so the first is California Fire Foundation. This essentially helps firefighters who are affected by the fires. It helps the families and communities of fallen firefighters. And um, it's it's a really great cause, tax deductible to donate. Also, the Red Cross, you can, there's like a drop down menu. You can select the California wildfires specifically as your source for donation. Um, and so you can either Google California Fire Foundation or the Red Cross, or you can check out the show notes from today's episode, and I will link to that. I also wanted to ask you all, do you know of more resources? Maybe you're in the area. I know I have a lot of California listeners. Um, Do you know like a GoFundMe page, multiple GoFundMe pages, other ways to help people affected by the fires? Um, If you do, please, please reach out to me, send me a DM or a voice memo. And I want to not only contribute, but also share it on my social media, on this podcast, um, so that other people who are listening that maybe want to help out and don't know how can have those resources and can contribute. So you know, this is a fun place to talk about the beauty industry and to crack jokes, but I know that our community also has a lot of heart and I know that together we can really, really help other people who are not as fortunate. 
I mean, between the natural disasters and COVID, I think that we can really show up for each other, even if we don't physically show up for each other. You know what I mean? Um, one of today's stories is actually COVID related. So remember when some brands started pivoting their products to make masks, um, you know, some of them donated it. Some of it was for retail, um, cute masks, funny masks, whatever. Now masks are a regular part of our lives for the most part. Um, and, they're also a regular part of fashion and beauty businesses. They've integrated them into their product lineups. They're, you know, we're realizing whether it's, you know, the average person or someone in, in a position of leadership within a business, we're realizing that this virus is not anywhere near being handled or going away. We don't have a vaccine. Um, and oftentimes we don't have cures for people. Um, Wow, this is turning into a bit of a downer episode. I promise I'm going to pick it back up before the end. I'm going to end it on a positive note, on a note of positivity and hope. I promise, 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 please stick with me through this. Um, But, you know, so back to the masks. We are not only getting mask fashion now, we're getting mask science. And so now here's the hope. Here's the upswing. New fabrics is a brand that has launched the Cilicia mask, Cilicia, S-O-L-I-S-C-I-A mask. So essentially this is a face mask that is fabric. It's infused with shea butter and copper, right? Let me give you a little bit of background on new fabrics first as a brand. So it was founded by a dermatologist named Jordan Schindler, and he started his business with pillowcases, right? So as a dermatologist, he was looking at what are some of the leading causes of acne or wrinkles, skin issues. And he found that for the most part, it's, it's pillowcases. Like one of the easiest things to swap out is a pillowcase. Pillowcases usually traditionally hold in bacteria. You're think of it, you're moving around, you're laying down. Anything that's in your hair or on your scalp is getting rubbed onto your pillow and then it's getting rubbed onto your face. And then that bacteria just kind of gets stored in the pillowcase and just hangs out there. Over time it multiplies and then it just you know, every time your face meets your pillow, that's a transfer of bacteria that can oftentimes lead to that acne, those clogged pores. And so one option is to wash your pillowcases regularly. Um, I wash mine every weekend, but sometimes you can't, or sometimes that's not helpful. And so Dr. Schindler created the new fabrics pillowcase, which is made out of a bamboo fabric that's embedded with tea tree oil and lavender and it releases while you sleep. So you get like the antibacterial properties of a tea tree oil, but you also get that soothing lavender that like helps soothe your skin, but also helps you kind of sleep, sleep a little better. So he's harnessed the same, Dr. Schindler has harnessed the same tech for masks, right? So the fabric of the mask has copper woven into it and copper naturally is antimicrobial. It has antibacterial properties. And so if you're having issues with acne from wearing your masks, hopefully you are wearing a mask regularly. Um, but if you're getting this mask knee, 
which a lot of people are, this mask may be a good option for you. So copper, oh man, copper is so insane how it works. I don't even know if we know how it works. I mean, it's definitely like an ionic molecule thing. Um, but I mean, think about like copper IUDs, right? They prevent pregnancy and they do it without affecting women's hormones. So I think it's safe to say if it's effective enough in fighting off semen, you bet your ass that it will fight off acne is a statement that I never thought I would say, but here we are. I just had to take a quick break because, um, my boyfriend Garrett is playing, I don't know, call of duty something. I don't know. I had to take a break because the mic was picking it up. So I essentially just asked him to play on mute. Anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to, let's, let's continue our conversation because this is important. Okay. New fabrics, masks. There are two versions of the mask. Um, there's the newly launched one that I can't pronounce. Sil, Silcia, Silicia. Essentially that one has copper fibers and it also has shea butter. Okay, so that's really helpful for people who have a drier skin or um, maybe you are having acne from wearing your mask and you're using products to control it like a salicylic acid or a benzoyl peroxide and those things can be kind of drying sometimes and so maybe you're using that and so the breakouts aren't getting better but now your skin is dry. Regardless, um, if you have acne and dryness, check out that mask it's these ingredients are woven into a fabric in a way that you won't feel it on your skin. You won't feel it to the touch. Um, essentially. So, you know, you know, the first thing I thought of when I read about this was band-aids, you know what I mean? You know how you have regular band-aids and then you have the ones that have antibiotic cream already preloaded onto the padded part, but you can kind of like feel it. It feels creamy. This mask is not like that. So essentially you won't feel a cream layer or anything like that. It just releases almost incognito to hydrate your skin. And if you have maskne, but oily skin, which is me, that's my camp. You can also um, get the benefits of the copper antibacterial properties. If you get the Therma mask. So the Therma mask has copper woven into the fibers, but it doesn't have the shea butter. So both types of masks, this is very important to note, both types of masks are reusable and they're machine washable. The machine washing part will not deteriorate the integrity of the fabric, the copper, all of that. It still will work. And you need to make sure that you're washing your masks regularly. Even if you're not wearing a mask like this, if you're wearing, um, like a fabric mask, please wash it regularly because that bacteria just like congests in there and just multiplies, right? Like your pillowcases. Um, and so that becomes kind of the same deal. So do yourself a favor, wear a mask, keep yourself safe, do your skin a favor and make sure that you're taking care of it. You're washing your mask regularly. Um, and you're, you're keeping your skin safe as well. Speaking of favors, we need to talk about all of the celebrities that are doing us favors by launching brands and some that are not. So I'm going to talk about Kim K. This, this has not been kind of broadly reported because she herself hasn't made a statement. And so it's been very speculatory, but I've done a little investigating. So here we go. Kim Kardashian West might be launching KKW Skin. Now, you may know her sister, 
Kylie Jenner, that Kylie Jenner. She launched Kylie Skin in May of 2019. She already had a very, very successful makeup cosmetics brand. And so she kind of shimmied her way into um, skincare. Other brands or other, you know, celebrities, so to speak, that are doing this is um, Huda Katan. She had a very, still has a very successful makeup cosmetics brand, and she recently launched Wishful, which is her skincare. Um, and then obviously we have to talk about Fenty skin. I mean, Rihanna, Rihanna, Rihanna launched um, Fenty Beauty and recently, like a month or two ago, she launched Fenty Skin, which side note, a Fenty Skin review is coming. I promise. I've been using the products for almost a month now to give you the real, real, real scoop because my skin has been going through an adjustment period to the ingredients compared to what I usually use. So keep an eye out on my Instagram. Um, I'm going to do a video review and kind of drop it there. But Kim K, um, so here are the deets on it. She may be releasing her line. It may not be anytime soon. Essentially, what we know is last week, her team filed for a trademark on the name KKW Skin, which <laughs> her company's name is Kim's a Princess Inc. Like all one word, Kim's a Princess. I kid you not. That's the name of the company that owns all of her trademarks. And then Chloe Kardashian, hers is Clo Money, and Courtney's is to die for court and two and four are numbers. So this is like, we're throwing it back to like the, like the aim AOL, MySpace username days. This is insane. And this is, these are their businesses. Okay. That's not even all of their companies now though. Like those are the core ones that owned dash and trademarked their own names. They're very into trademarking this family. Um, which is why I say Kim might dropping a skincare line. It's very likely considering Kylie's path, but these sisters filed trademarks for everything. So the fact that this was filed doesn't mean that we're getting a product line tomorrow. I'm sorry to tell you. Um, but what I do think is we will get a product line eventually, especially with Kim's recent sale of her company. So she didn't sell it straight up, but if you haven't heard, she sold a 20% stake in her company. So 20% ownership for $200 million to Cody. Um, and that essentially brought the value of her KKW brand to a billion dollars. So Cody, if you don't know, is a beauty conglomerate. Um, it's essentially, they have a huge portfolio for beauty brands and they give them all of the business things that they may need in order for the brand to succeed, right? So their portfolio has CoverGirl, it has OPI, it has Rimmel. They essentially help brands grow and thrive in exchange for a slice of the pie, so to speak. So I would say that with their resources, KKW skin has probably already been in the early stages of development and we might get it as soon as 2021, maybe. Okay. That's, that's what my hypothesis is. So I will keep you posted on this story as I get more information, but I am sure that we can expect an Instagram post from Kim sometime soon with a sneak peek. I would say probably before the end of 2020, she's going to tease us with something. And speaking of Cody, we're going to pivot in that direction, talk about a little beauty business. 
let's talk about their former CEO specifically. So their CEO, Camillo Payne, um, I think I'm saying that right, Camillo, Camillo, please correct me. Um, so he was the CEO of Cody between 2016 and 2018, and he left the company to start his own beauty incubator, um, which recently rounded up $20 million in series a funding. So what that means is that he created his business and went around asking for money and pitching all of the things that he could deliver on. So series a is the first round is like the first serious round of investment where a lot of the initial funds are given. And sometimes it's the riskiest part of a startup, right? So you have the money and now you have to prove that you can actually deliver the results that you promised when you were pitching your company in order to get the money. So Camillo's company is called Present Life, and it focuses on beauty as it relates to wellness and the environment. So for example, some of the brands that the company has already acquired is um, they're, they have kind of a common theme running through them, right? So this baby brand's portfolio has Healist Advanced Naturals, which is a CBD brand, One Ocean Beauty, which is a sustainable and clean beauty skincare brand. I think it's like two years old. It's also a baby brand. And Loam, which is an anti-stress skincare brand. Um, when he was issuing a statement after the funding, Camillo said that Present Life will use the funding for product development, customer acquisition, aka marketing, and further additional launches. So I am really excited about this portfolio for Present Life and how they're expanding and kind of what their focus is. I'm very happy that they're taking an approach that focuses on societal impact and building those relationships with the customers. Very, very into it. Me gusta mucho. I'll keep you updated on this story too. I'm going to keep you updated on everything. You know, I always keep y'all in the loop, uh, keep you in the new. Anyway, I was fascinated about this story because it blended my two loves, beauty and startups. If you don't know, I have been in the beauty game for a long time, professional makeup artist, beauty consultant, brand consultant, et cetera, et cetera. But I also have worked in healthcare startups for almost a decade so this story was very much up my alley. And I think, I think as a brand, as a business, this is a very smart move, right? So with all of the information in the world that's at our fingertips, people want to know how the things they buy are going to either help them or potentially hurt them. Additionally, People want to know about how their products impact the environment and society. Now, this isn't a general rule, but these are the trends that we're seeing from the current generations of consumers, right? So Gen Z, for example, Gen Z is a huge demographic of shoppers and they are all woke as fuck, okay? Especially where they spend their money. So they don't want to just trust an associate at a beauty counter. That's That does not fly anymore, it's one of the reasons malls are dying. So, you know, that's one of the things about launching a beauty brand these days. You cannot bullshit the public. You can't just put on a show. You have to like commit to something and you have to really run your company with integrity and have that integrity and that mission really infuse everything that you do. Um, and if you're someone who wants to start a beauty brand or you're interested in joining a beauty company in the lab, I have an opportunity that I want to let you know about. So 
This is specifically for listeners who are black, Native American, and Hispanic. The Society of Cosmetic Chemists, in partnership with Mary Kay, you know Mary Kay, the beauty brand, has created the Madam C.J. Walker Scholarship. So the purpose of this is to support, quote, support diversity, equity, and inclusion in the cosmetic and personal care industry, end quote. Scholarships are $5,000 each, and there are two of them. So they're going to go to two students who are Black, Native American, and or Hispanic, and who are pursuing an undergraduate or graduate degree in the following sciences, chemical, physical, medical, pharmaceutical, biological, or related sciences and technology. So essentially something that'll bring you back around to like the, the personal care and, and beauty industry. Um, the winners are also going to be given a $250 travel voucher, one night's accommodation, and a complimentary registration to the SCC, so the Society of Cosmetic Chemists, 75th Annual meeting and showcase in December of 2021 so that they can be presented with their awards. Um, I don't know if they hosted in the same place every year in 2020, December, 2020, they're supposed to have had it at a hotel in New York. I don't know if it's going to be virtual now with COVID, but, um, I, I think they, they hosted in New, in New York every year. So there's that, that could be a fun, fun opportunity and an incredible opportunity. So Mary Kay is sponsoring the $5,000 scholarship, and then the SCC is sponsoring the travel accommodations, the awards ceremony. If this applies to you and it's something that you're interested in, I would highly encourage you to apply. Now, I don't think that applications are open just yet because I the it was just announced like a, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. So you better believe that out of all the stories that I promised to keep you posted on this one for sure, as soon as they drop more info, I will let you know. I will also let you know on my social media. So definitely keep an eye out there. Follow me there. Um, I think, yeah, so I'm going to keep track of all of this. And then when they give more info on, on how to apply and where to apply, I will make sure to just blast you all with that information because this is, this is a great effort. And I would love to see people take advantage of this and really overwhelm the SCC and Mary Kay with responses so that they feel the need to expand the scholarship to more than just two people. I think this is huge and I'm really excited about it. So also let me just like hit reverse a little bit because I realize that some of you might not know who Madam CJ Walker is. So I want to give you a little background on that because she is a huge deal. So Madam CJ Walker is the first female self-made millionaire in America. And I don't mean like Kylie Jenner self-made. <clears throat> I mean like legit. She was born Sarah Breedlove in 1867 in Louisiana. So a few years after the Emancipation Proclamation, a few years after the 13th Amendment was passed. And we know that even though slavery was abolished on paper, it was not really abolished in life. Um, it took a while for a lot of that to kind of seep through into society and Actually, if you think about it, modern day slavery is still around. It's just now the American prison system. So if you don't know about what I mean there, um, definitely look it up. 
this it's it's not a turn that I'm going to take on this podcast, but it's definitely something that I think would be beneficial for people to be aware of and to know. So definitely check it out and definitely educate yourself on that piece, um, especially how it relates to the the fires in California, because a lot of um, prison inmates are used for or their services are used for fighting these fires and a lot of them are are not able to help put themselves in the line of danger to save others because they are um you know on lockdown due to covid or whatever the case may be anyway just look it up it is a thing it's it it will rattle you i hope it rattles you because it's important to know so Madam Walker was technically born free, but she still worked as a servant from as early as, as when she was a child. Okay. So as a young adult, she was, I think she was, I don't know. She was definitely like cleaning houses or doing lawn. I think she was laundering people's clothing and her skin kind of really started reacting and to like the chemicals that she was using and all that. And she really started to develop some dandruff. And so she went around and tried to find products that could help with her, her dry skin, her dandruff. And she saw that the black community was really left out of the beauty and self-care industries. And so she really made it her mission to find products that would, would fill the gap and she started selling them. So she she did the research, she found the products, and she became a saleswoman. And she went from selling these products door to door to having her own business, her own beauty and personal care business where tens of thousands of women were trained and where they worked and where they were given these skills and the this financial independence, right? And then Madam Walker took it a step further by becoming an activist and a philanthropist for black people going into business for themselves, specifically black women. This is huge. This is huge. This is in the early 1900s. She essentially saw economic stability and self-sufficiency as the ultimate marker of freedom. And she wasn't wrong. You know, to this day, how we spend our money is the biggest statement that we can make and how we make our money depends, like how we make our money ultimately tells us how free we are, right? Are we making it by making um, choices that are steeped in integrity? Are we, do we have the privilege to make choices that are steeped in integrity? Are we able to do the right thing and get paid for it? Or are we making decisions that are, are, are made from greed. And so the way that we think of how we obtain our, our financial security and our financial independence, and then what we use our economic language for is so important. And this woman got it. And she was, she was a black woman, a self-made millionaire who just got it in the late 1800s and early 1900s. This is huge. So you know, she's just an incredibly trailblazing woman. I cannot do her justice on this podcast with 
the time I have, I can do like a full series on her and still not do her justice. So if you want to learn more about her, um, there are really great documentaries, but if you also want a little bit of entertainment, check out the TV show self-made it's a biopic show streaming on Netflix and it stars Octavia Spencer as Madam CJ Walker, who honestly, I can't even deal. Octavia Spencer is an icon in her own right, and we will not regret, or you will not regret binging this show. I I did not regret binging the show. I'm about to go re-binge it. I'm so excited. Um, but yeah, no, if you want like something that's entertain entertaining but also well made with an incredible actress at the helm, check out Self Made. It's on Netflix. Um, you know, if you don't have a login borrow someone's that seems to be what works. Um, on that note, I think maybe it's time we start wrapping up the episode and what other way to do it than to talk about another iconic woman and her beauty and her impact on the beauty industry and the beauty industry's impact on her. And obviously I mean, New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or AOC, as she's lovingly referred to. I'm going to refer to her as AOC the rest of this episode. So she was featured on Vogue's YouTube channel talking about her amazing congressional race and, and what it's been like to be the youngest woman in Congress and a woman of color in Congress. And, um, you know, what she's still fighting for and also what her signature beauty stables are and how beauty informs her decisions and her confidence in herself. So this is huge, huge. And honestly, like Vogue has been doing this series for a while where they basically like bring you into someone's bathroom and they walk you through their life and their routines and some of their work. And it's it's like a bathroom tutorial and usually they've stuck to models or actresses, singers, like people that are more in the entertainment space. And so I was really, really happy to see that they featured, you know, a strong female politician. They usually focus on strong female women or strong women, but, um, I wonder if they, I haven't seen the full series. I wonder if they have men do like the beauty routine. They should, if they don't, they should, um, because men have beauty routines too. And let's not leave them out of the conversation, but this was all about AOC. So a strong woman in power representing our country, representing New York. Um, I remember, I remember when I was like in middle school or elementary school, I, um, so my mom would give me $20 for lunch money every week. And obviously I would spend it on lunch. Um, but I would, whenever the new Vogue dropped, the new issue of Vogue, I would always use a part of my lunch money for that. I always had to have the latest issue of Vogue. And so maybe that week I didn't budget well and I was just living off of candy in the vending machine, but I had my Vogue and I was very happy. And so, you know, most of us, I feel like as little as, as children sometimes sneak things like that, like sneak uh, Vogue, looking at Vogue's YouTube channel, or even if you're old school like me, I collect magazines. And so I just love like an old school printed magazine. And so 
you know, this isn't just their target demographic. Kids see this. And so the fact that they, Vogue chose a strong um, woman who is talking about things that are not necessarily the most uh, let's all get along topics is huge. Like I, I'm not even doing it justice with it, but it's so huge. So, you know, if I was a little girl spending my lunch money on Vogue and someone like AOC was on the cover, I would just die from like joy and excitement. Um, and what I loved about the video is that she took a beat at the very top, (laughs) pun not intended, but she took a beat, she took a second at the top of it to say that, you know, being or acting feminine is often politicized and people see it as this frivolous thing when people choose to focus on fashion or on beauty. And I have a quote from her here. I have a few quotes from her. This one is, you know, it really got me. So she said, quote, these are some of the most substantive decisions that we make and we make them every morning, right? So we, we take a moment every day to pick out an outfit, to put it on, maybe do our skincare, do our makeup. We take, we take pride in how we look and we put effort into, into the things we do and the things that we buy to get us to that space. And it's a form of self-expression. It's a form of um, building our confidence and putting our face out into the world in the way that we want to be seen. Now, this isn't everyone. Um, But think of like the choices that you make. If you're someone that doesn't wear makeup, like that's, that's a choice, you know, that's how you see yourself and how you present yourself. And that's totally fine. Just like I wouldn't judge someone for not for going out with no makeup. I'm not going to judge someone for going out with a full face beat. You know what I mean? Like that's that person's personal journey. And when we pass judgment on that and, you know, try to, to guess who that person is or what they're about based on our first impression of what they look or how much makeup they're wearing, it's just, the people that are making those judgments are the people that lack substance, not the people that are making those decisions to, to dress a certain way or look a certain way. You know what I mean? So that really resonated with me and that I felt was really important to talk about. Um, then, okay. So AOC went on to talk about how important it is to wear sunscreen. I mean, you knew that it has not, an episode has not gone by where I haven't talked about sunscreen. Like I'm getting flustered just talking about it because hello, have we met? Okay. I, all I do is talk about sunscreen. Um, and AOC, bless her heart. She said how important it was to wear sunscreen. And she said, it's way better to go overboard than it is to not put on enough. Okay. And I second the motion, Miss Congresswoman, Madam, Miss, Miss, Madam, Mademoiselle, Congresswoman, I second the motion. Um, But she also went on to say that um, it's very hard to find sunscreen as a woman of color, which for me as a white woman is not a problem, but as someone who has been in the beauty industry for a long time, this is a glaring problem. And I've had this problem with my clients where you know, people will, um, 
women of color or people of color, because I worked on men as well, will bring their own sunscreen or avoid sunscreen or, um, you know, there's, there's, it's a problem. It's a problem. And it becomes even more of an issue when you look into um, mineral sunscreen. So mineral sunscreen has been preferred by a lot of people. People saying it's just better for you because it sits on top of your skin. It doesn't absorb into your skin. And that way you're not absorbing these chemicals. Now, when it comes to safety and sunscreen, jury's still out. There's a lot of research that, that needs to be done that we haven't done yet. There are a few ingredients that are big no-nos, but for the most part, like mineral versus chemical, um, there are safe options there. But for those people that do want a mineral sunscreen, it's hard to find one if you're a person of color. So um, if you want a tip from me, there is a new sunscreen line from Venus Williams that I'm obsessed about. I've talked about it on this pod before, and it is a true, true game changer. Um, it is, I've recommended it to a lot of clients and a lot of friends and they sing its praises for sure. And then for me as well, you know, it's, oh, I love it. There's a serum. If you need more of like a, like a, a hydrating dewy kind of finish. And then there's one that is a little bit more creamy. I may have had that backwards. No, there's, there's like a cream one that's a little bit more mattifying. And then there's like a serum that's a little more like dewy and soaks into the skin. Yep. Okay. Um, so go check it out. Anyway, it, it, it's not the one that AOC uses, but it is a game changer. I guarantee it. So go on the Googler 11 sunscreen, or obviously go to the show notes on my blog. I'll link everything. Okay. Everything. So back to AOC, back to the Vogue video. Um, let's, let's break down the full deeds of her makeup. I, it's, what I learned about myself when watching this video is that how terrifying it is that I can identify brands and products just by seeing like a cap from a, from a container, which is great branding on the brand's parts, but you know, it's also a little bit terrifying and I guess good considering the line of work I'm in. Um, so for AOC, she has two types of foundation that she loves. So she loves Estee Lauder double wear when she wants a fuller coverage and then NARS Tinted Moisturizer when she wants a lighter coverage. Uh, Becca Color Corrector. Anywhere where there's like a little bit of darkness, maybe under the eyes, around the nose. Um, and then concealer. So I didn't see the full package, but I did see the cap. And it looked a lot like NARS Creamy Concealer. So a fan favorite. And then... Um, as she was doing that, she kind of took a beat to drive home an important message. She said, my body, my choice. And she said, you know, if you spend your time doing your makeup, do it for you. She used to like think about how she would be perceived if she did her makeup in a certain way. And now she's like, I just do it for me because it helps make me feel confident. It's what I love to do. It gives me that self-care moment. And so she was basically like, do it because you, you love it. Do it for yourself. Don't do it because you're worried about how other people are going to see you. Okay. So then what I noticed is that she loves to use her hands a lot. She'll apply products with her hands and then she'll blend it with a brush or a beauty blender. Um, but she loves to work with her hands. And so she grabbed a Fenty shade stick which she did her like real natural contour, applied it from the tube and then kind of buffed it in with a brush. She then did a Glossier cloud paint. It looked like the shade was beam. 
Um, and then she bronzed it up with Estee Lauder bronze goddess. It's a powder compact, very cute. Um, but yeah, so for the most part, just applied with their fingers and then other things applied with a brush, uh, brows. She has beautiful, beautiful brows. She's very low maintenance on them because the hairs are already there. So she just fills in the gaps with Anastasia Beverly Hills. It looked like brow whiz, like the more fine pointed one. She also used the Anastasia glow kit where she did a little highlighter. Um, and she said, the more, she says something like the more time I have, the more I do, the more products I put on. And honestly, I felt so seen in that moment because if you watch a lot of my videos, it's, I start off a makeup look and then I'm like, Oh, well, let me add this. Let me add this. And once I start playing, I just kind of like, it goes from being a very, very natural look to just being like, well, let me add here. Let me add there. And you end up with like a, like electric pink liquid eyeliner. Anyway, that wasn't the case here, but I felt very seen in that moment. How you just want to like sit and play. And so then for her eyes, she did, uh, she used like the Tartlet Flirt palette. I didn't see what shades she used from there, but she used, um, she used the, the Flirt palette for her eyeshadow, a little bit of shimmer on there. She did a brown Almay, Almay, Almay eyeliner. And she got the like smoky wing almost. And then she did falsies um, from Maybelline as her mascara. I think the waterproof. Now, fa Maybelline falsies, the brush is very reminiscent of Better Than Sex. Um, that mascara that everyone is so obsessed with. So I, I, I love that she was using drugstore beauty. Very, very good. Um, and while she was doing it, she was talking about studies that have shown that women who show up to work wearing mascara or wearing makeup, rather wearing makeup, um, or as she calls being in glam were paid more. And she's that's because of the patriarchy, you know, essentially men see these women as worth more, which is the antithesis of beauty. According to AOC, I completely agree with this. I think a part of it is the way that women are perceived like more put together. Like she has her shit together, but I feel like also a part of it is probably the confidence piece. Like when I, and this again, isn't everyone, but for me, I definitely feel a little more confident when, you know, my skin tone is even and my pimples are covered up and my lashes are all, you know, long and voluminous. And I carry myself with a little bit less imposter syndrome. So I think that maybe contributes to it as well. Um, but AOC had a very good point. She said, and I quote, here's another quote thrown at you quote, our expenses are higher. Our time is less and we're not even getting paid at an equal rate. Can't catch a break end quote. So she's talking about women, um, in comparatively, um, to men in these like systems that are constructed that are just not in our favor. Um, and then obviously she finished off with her go-to red lip. I mean, you knew it was coming. So AOC's jam is Stila stay all day liquid lipstick in the shade Beso, which fittingly is Spanish for kiss. Now I have to tell you, these still Stila stay all day lipsticks are like a whole other level. I can personally attest to this. So you put it on and it, it dries fairly quickly. So you don't have a lot of playtime, but when it does dry, it just feels really light on the lips. It's not drying. It won't like cake and flake over time. 
and it will stay on. I, okay, story time. So one time I, I was at work and I took a, like a short lunch. I had to get back to work. I was really busy. And so I grabbed a burrito from Chipotle and whoever made it like just shoved so much of everything in it. And I only had a few minutes. So I basically inhaled this carne asada burrito that was the size of my head. And I did it while wearing beso. And it did not fade. It did not smudge. I didn't have a red lip imprint on my tortilla. It, I swear to you, I thought it was some kind of sorcery. I finished my burrito and then I stepped out and I went to talk to my colleagues and I was like, I just ate a whole burrito and I haven't touched up my lipstick. And everyone was like, what magic is this? So that's that. Um, so AOC loves it. I love it. It's a fantastic, um, fantastic lipstick. I think, oh man, there's another, there's another shade of it if you're more into a nude, but I can't remember it for some reason. I will link it. I will link Beso as well as the, um, the nude shade of the Stila Stay All Day Liquid Lipstick that is bomb.com. Um, So yeah, she finished the video with an empowering message about beauty, about inner strength, about, you know, women, about, about standing up for yourself and and taking a stance against the system that is not in your favor. And then she ended it with just a message of love. She picked up her French bulldog and she gave him a little, little besito, a little beso and, you know, gave the rest of us hope for the future. So honestly, I felt like a better, more empowered person after watching that video. And I hope you do too. Please go check it out. There's so much more in there that I haven't even talked about or described. It is a really great 15 minute video. Um, check it out. Vogue's YouTube channel, just, you know, YouTube Vogue or Googler, YouTube Vogue, whatever the thing, or go check out the link where da, 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 drum roll brrr, the show notes for this episode da, da, check that out on julialubin.com slash chronicle the link to that is also in the description for this podcast episode as well as the page for this podcast wherever you stream it so i told you guys i promised and i delivered that i would end on a hopeful and positive note and with that i hope you stay safe Stay strong and stay fabulous. I love you all. And I will talk to you next time on the MUA Chronicle podcast. Bye.